When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video. It is time for my Game Week 26 team selection and the wildcard is active. Welcome back here everyone, FPL Harry here and today Game Week 26 is here, it is time for my team selection before we dive into that. We're going to have a quick review of what the roller coaster ride of Game Week 25, double blank Game Week 25 was. Before we do that, please do like the video, we're going to try and hit 1000 likes on this video and subscribe if you have not already. So I got a red arrow this week, I dropped from about 1.8k down to 2.5k, it was because I took a minus 8, when, after my minus 8 I dropped down to about 3.5k, so in theory I got a green arrow from there but a red arrow overall the minus eight didn't really pay off because one of the moves that I did make was selling Harry Kane now I also captained Mo Salah over going for Bakayo Saka only a four point swing there but still that probably would have been enough to make my arrow grey if not very small red Odegaard doing well but it wasn't quite what Martinelli did for anyone who kept him I bought Tarkovsky in for a minus four and he scored a grand total of zero points Trent Alexander-Arnold was also one of my transfers in doing very well along with Ben White Kilman nothing to write home about so Haaland the sort of main man he continues to be the week we don't decide to captain him comes in at a 12 point it was a very late Salah goal to give me a bit of a boost so I did get nine to one with a minus eight moving my overall rank to two and a half k nothing on my bench really potentially should have started Danny Ward over Kepa one point different there but not too much to worry about the eagle-eyed amongst you on the first page would have seen that my wild card was highlighted in yellow, which means my wild card is active. And I don't just mean I've made some transfers. My wild card is active. Go on the FBO website. It says active. When you come to my deadline stream on Saturday morning, it will say active since a Thursday evening, I think it was, when I did decide to actually press that button. In terms of what the rest of my chip strategy looks like, of course, we have the double that next week in game week 27. Wild card this week, I plan to bench boost in game week 29. There's a chance that people bench boost in game week 27. It also looks quite strong but I do think I'll save it for game week 29 and then the free hit will be played in either game week 32 or game week 34 depending on what the blank in game week 32 looks like how big that blank is how many more FA Cup upsets it seems like the year of FA Cup upsets so if that's not a massive blank and there's maybe only one feature removed I might save the free hit but if there's a couple of features out particularly if it's Manchester United and Brighton whose spoiler I will be heavily invested in if they blank then it'll be a free hit in 32. So then what does the wild card look like? We're not going to mess around. This team does have a reasonable amount of money in the bank for you all as well. So there are potential upgrades that we'll talk about. It's quite similar to the team I posted yesterday, but a potential couple of changes based on a few doubts about players where they're going to be available. So in goal, if anyone saw my post on Twitter, Kepa Sanchez rotate 
impeccably so so well between now and the end of the season 9.3 million combined for keepers is maybe slightly more than I'd want to spend but they do rotate so so well two defenses which have been a bit iffy this season but I do think there's a reasonable amount of points in there a lot of you will be looking at the likes of David Raya and I do quite like him but the rotation that we had here plus Sanchez with the amount of double game weeks that Brighton are going to have I just like the idea of having him for the longer term that does mean when we go into defense there is no Brighton defender in here now the one of the very few things I'm waiting on to lock in this wildcard team is that Brighton press conference. If Estupanan looks like he's going to be back fit for game week 26, although he might not start for my team in game week 26, I might end up swapping Ben Mee and Sanchez to David Raya and then Estupanan as well. If Estupanan is fit, if not, then we'll be going in like this. This does mean with Sanchez at the moment, I do have double Brentford defence, which I might have to start this week at home to Fulham. It's not the end of the world, but maybe not exactly what I would want to be doing this week. We've gone with Ben Mee and Pinnock. We don't have Rico Henry, who was in my latest draft. Just looking at the underlying numbers, Pinnock and Ben Mee probably have the best underlying numbers. Ben Mee has capitalized on them. Pinnock hasn't yet, but the underlying numbers are really good for him. And then, of course, we keep the double Newcastle defense. It could have been... James of Chelsea but since I've got Kepper in here I didn't really want to drop Botman to James so they will likely sit on the bench if you had to start Trippier against Man City this week it's not the end of the world but particularly because Bruno Gomez is likely to be back in that Newcastle team but they look good of course for the likes of Brentford and for the likes of Newcastle as well they play in the blanking game with 28 both with okay fixtures particularly Newcastle playing against Nottingham Forest and then they double in game week 29 as well plus Newcastle will have further doubles later on in the season when their fixture against Brighton does get added in into the schedule that could go anywhere basically we're predicting that it's going to game week 30 or 31 but we don't actually know that's going to be the case but they will double later so setting myself up for the long term with a Newcastle defense double up although they've conceded a few goals sloppy recently without Bruno Gomerich in the team I still think they are the best defense cheap defense to be owning at the moment and then finally we've gone with Zinchenko Zinchenko is in there he's really good for bonus the attacking threat is there he's looked really vital to how Arsenal are playing my only concern is the fixture this weekend at home to Bournemouth he has played a lot of minutes and Tierney could potentially get a start which would leave my defense a bit light going into this week if I do get too nervous I'll switch to Gabriel but I do think the break means the amount of days between the two fixtures Zinchenko should start Moving into midfield, we have added double Arsenal midfield. So it is currently still Odegaard and it is Saka, of course, as well. Saka's not going anywhere. They're a highest goal scorer this season. 8.5 is rising in price. I earned him from 8 million. So happy with the price rises we've had out of him. And he looks like he's going to rise in price. These are the prices from Thursday evening. So there might be price changes going over tonight. Odegaard in there at 7 million. It could be Martinelli, but just with Jesus nearing a return, plus you've got Enketa who might want to start. Then you've got Trossard as well. I just think I'm going to go with Odegaard. Early subs as well might be the case for Martinelli. I find it really hard to call with this one, but I am just going to favour Odegaard. He'll leave my team in game week 29 anyway, whoever it is, to go and buy in Bruno Fernandes for the Manchester United double that does come there. Talking of Manchester United, Marcus Rashford is in here. Of course he is. Even with the blanking game with 28, I am going to hold on to him. The money I've got invested in him, the Southampton at home fixture in game with 28 as well. I'm holding on to Marcus Rashford. One of the other transfer plans, future plans with this team is probably moving Zinchenko up to Luke Shaw. So with the Odegaard to Bruno Fernandes move, that will give me triple Manchester United for their double in game week 29. And then in midfield, we complete it with double Brighton midfield. And I'm still sticking with Matoma and March. 
Heard good things and rumours coming out of Brighton that March should be back for game week 26, which means he should be an absolute lock for game week 27 and their double. March doesn't actually start in this team. He's currently on the bench for this squad when I line it up for game week 26. So I don't necessarily need him to start, but I need there to be positive news that he'll be back for this week and so be fine for game week 27. And Matoma's the one who passes the eye test, so he's the one that is in there. Now, as I said, this team leaves about $4 million in the bank, so there is room for those upgrades in Odegaard and Zinchenko particularly going forward. If you haven't already, we're going to try and hit 1,000 likes on the video. If you're finding these useful and enjoying the journey here on the FPL Harry YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe as well. And then moving up front, it is Haaland, it's Harry Kane and it's Tony. There's no Wally Watkins, there's no Ian Acho. Tony, of course, five fixes in three weeks for Brentford in 27, 28 and then 29 with two doubles there, of course. Harry Kane with the fixture guaranteed in game week 28. The fixtures for Tottenham are really nice as well. Shouldn't have taken him out in game week 25 for a hit for Darwin, but we all did it. Well, a lot of us did it. And then finally, we have Erling Haaland. Haaland is a player we might consider selling going into game week 28. In 28, he blanks. And 29, he has Liverpool. We buy him back in game week 30. But you could buy, for example, Ollie Watkins, who has Bournemouth at home, and then a double game week. He has two extra fixtures over Erling Haaland, of course, plus the double and a good fixture in there as well. So I might consider that. But he's going to be in here for game week 26 and game week 27 as well, given that it is Newcastle and Crystal Palace. In terms of team selection and what it would look like, with this team. Trippi would be on the bench, Botman would be on the bench, Solly March would be on the bench. So those would be my three bench players and Haaland would be my captain with vice captain going on Harry Kane going into game week 26. So that would be my team lineup if this is wildcard. Again, tune into my deadline stream on Saturday morning to get confirmation of what my game week 26 wildcard is going to look like, but I'm pretty certain apart from maybe slight switch around on my Brentford Brighton assets, this is what it's going to be going into the game week 26 deadline. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you're on wildcard. Let me know what you scored in game week 25 as well. All of that, drop it in the comment section down below. Thank you all so much for watching. Like and subscribe before you go. And I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.